0: Amen, amen, amen. We're going to read from Luke's Gospel, the second chapter, verse number 8. Don't mind me. You going to get me? All right. I'll get it. Children, you're dismissed. All right. you can. Didn't they do a good job? Amen, all the cutest little sheep and angels you'll ever see. Amen. Amen. That's all right. That's all right. There they go. Always good to see happy children. I want to welcome everyone again. So glad that you came out, especially those that came to support someone. Thank you. That means so much to them when their friends and family come out and watch, watch them perform. They've worked so hard and they've prayed so much over the service. I just want to spend a few moments Carrying on the theme of our ensemble, the theme of joy, as they sang about, sing for joy. I want to speak a few minutes, a message entitled, Joy to You and Me. The Bible says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, and here's our thought, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And I'll stop there. You know, there's many, many emotions wrapped up in the Christmas story, but there's no emotion so characteristic of this time than joy, joy. The whole atmosphere of Christmas should be joy. It is joy. It was joy. And um, it's been that way since that first night when the angels announced the birth of Jesus to some humble shepherds in the fields round about Bethlehem. And that's why when we sing so many of our songs and our carols, um, they sing about joy. For example, oh, come all you faithful, joyful and triumphant, come ye to Bethlehem and We sing, hark the herald angels, sing glory to the newborn King. And that first verse, joyful, all you nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. And of course, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. And there should be praise and singing and joy when it comes to Christmas. For the birth of Jesus Christ was an occasion of joy for the whole earth. God had fulfilled His promise. The Savior at last had come, and quite frankly, Christianity is a joyful experience. Over 130 times in our New Testament, the word joy or rejoice is used. That tells us this gospel message is a joyful message. It tells us that living for Jesus is a joyful experience. And the setting of our text, that first Christmas, we find joy throughout the story. Look at a few examples this morning. Number one, the angels experienced what we would call a heavenly joy. They experienced joy at the coming of our Lord and our King. The best known statement of joy is what the angel said to the shepherd, our key verse. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The coming of God was Joy. The coming of Jesus into the earth and into our lives is joy. It's not a negative. It's not a burden. It's not a bondage. It's freedom and forgiveness and fulfillment and purpose and reality that comes to the heart of man when they finally get right with their Creator and their God. Joy to the world. Those who announced the joy that first Christmas night, those angels before they announced that they had experienced it. And that's why round about the fields of Bethlehem, the praises of God were being declared and expressed through the angelic host. And why shouldn't those angels have been full of joy and singing the praises of God? After all, the Lord Jesus, some years later, would tell us that there is rejoicing in heaven over one sinner That comes the salvation. So how much more? When the Savior of not just one, but of all, who will come to God through Him is born. Of course, there was joy in the heavenly realms. The rejoicing of the angels tells us of a heavenly joy at the birth of our Jesus. And when the angels announced to the shepherds that the Savior had been born, they called it good news of great joy. And it certainly was. And praise God, it still is. Can you say amen? Amen. Joy to the world. Jesus has come. God hasn't left us alone. But He saw us. And He loved us. And He came to us. The angels had a heavenly joy. But now the shepherds, they would have what we would call a very earthly or a humble joy. Now they rejoiced. The angels. The shepherds. But the shepherds were a different creature. You know, the shepherds in those days, if you don't know, they were like on the bottom rung of society. In fact, those shepherds were so looked down upon that they would not even be allowed to be a witness in court. because They were so known for being not exactly the most honest and upright people in the community. The way they lived their lives, they were typically not able to go into the temple and worship. And so... Here we have shepherds. They also had a joy that Christmas night. You see, those shepherds could have missed and shrugged off that moment of great joy. They could have dismissed what the words of the angels said. They could have thought maybe the angels' message was for someone else, I don't need it, or maybe I'm not worthy of it either way. But, but they didn't. They didn't make that mistake. Instead, the Bible says they hurried off to Bethlehem. It was the first Christmas rush. They hurried off to Bethlehem. You got it. Amen. Someone got it. All right. You didn't get it. Listen to the tape. Amen. The shepherds could have looked at the joy of heaven. The shepherds could have listened to this message of Jesus's love and your need of a savior. And could have shrugged it off and said, well, that's not for me, but it is for you. Because all have sinned and all need the Savior. And there's only one. His name is Jesus. Or they could have looked at themselves, I'm too bad because, you know, I've done this and I've done that. And I've come from such a messed up family. But you know what? You can't be too bad for this Savior. He came that whosoever will can come. He came that he might die. When Jesus Christ died, there was such power in his death that no matter what a person has done, they can be forgiven, they can be transformed, and they can be cleansed. Joy to the world. Not another teacher. We have enough teachers. Not another prophet. We have enough uh, people talking. But a Savior. The only Savior. That can take our place and be our substitute. And offer the sacrifice that a holy God requires. But because He did, praise God, He did. Tell your neighbor, He did. He did. He did. Because of what Jesus did, you and I can have true joy. What joy? Joy of knowing my sins are forgiven. Joy of knowing that I'm going to heaven. Joy that this life that can be so confusing and frustrating when I'm doing my own thing can start having a purpose and a peace and an order because this Savior that died for me now lives within me when I receive Him and I give my life to Him. Can you say Amen? Amen. Now those shepherds understood joy. It was a wonderful thought. You know, they were told by the angel that they would find, they would find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. These shepherds rejoiced to think of them, shepherds, not being overlooked by this great and holy God, not being forgotten by their Creator, but instead He remembered them and He desired them and He was willing to receive them and let them be part of what He was doing having called them, and they responded. But they heard these words. Now when you get there, you'll see a babe in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, in a cave, in a feeding trough. Perhaps the simple circumstances surrounding the birth of Jesus was a major reason for their joy. The Bible says when they saw all this, they left rejoicing over what they had seen and what they had heard, how it came so true. And maybe one of the reasons... Those shepherds, just the blue collar, lower rank type of the reason they were so full of joy that God had included them. And God wants to include you in his plan and in his eternity. But when they heard it was in a manger, maybe something happened in their heart. You see, if the Savior was born in a palace, these men would have been turned away at the door. If the Savior would have been um, born maybe in um, the high priest um, residence, certainly these men would have been denied access. They were not good enough. They were not worthy enough. But Jesus Christ was born where any person could come to Him and worship Him and receive from Him and be saved by Him. What a joy to know that the Savior, because there's only one, the Savior has come. And you and I can receive His salvation. And more about an external things that we sing and see and taste and touch. Something in our hearts is transformed forever and forever when the Savior comes and takes residence within. Joy to the world. For the Bible says, whosoever will can come. You can come. You say, I'm not too religious. You don't have to be. You just have to be sincere and recognize that you're a sinner and need a Savior. And Jesus is that Savior. And if you give Him your life, He'll receive you and He'll forgive you. And He'll begin to do a beautiful, eternal, and everlasting work within you. Whosoever will can come. You see, the joy we talk about, it's so much more than just a human, temporal, circumstance-controlled emotion. But this is a joy that is eternal and continual. And it's abiding. The joy that knows my sins are forgiven. The joy that knows heaven is my home. The joy that knows that this great God will live with me and walk with me and be with me. Emmanuel. God with us, not someday, but this day when you call on his name and receive him. Joy to the world. The angels had a heavenly joy and the shepherds had a very humble joy. And time won't allow us to expound again and again on the joy of Mary. It was a profound joy. She had treasured in her heart, the Bible says, all the things that men and Angels had said to her about the babe that she carried and finally gave birth to. Mary, above all, knew that indeed that was the Savior of the world that she gave birth to. That the Son of the Most High, whose kingdom would never end. And she praised God when she first heard the news. She said, my spirit rejoices in my God and my King. So how much more when finally she holds in her arms the one that came To save us from our sins. Mary had joy in Joseph. He's often the forgotten man in the Christmas story. But he must have had some kind of a reverent and awesome type joy. I mean, for instance, you know, an angel visited Joseph some months before. And he was told that what Mary had conceived was something unique and supernatural. Just like the child that she was carrying. Matthew's Gospel, the first chapter, 20 and 21. The angel comes to Joseph and says, Joseph, listen, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because What is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus, the Lord saves. Every time we whisper that name or shout that name or sing that name, we're declaring the Lord saves, the Lord saves. He saves us from the power of sin and and the penalty of sin and the control of sin. He saves us and He transforms us and He walks with us. And Joseph on that night had to have such an awestruck joy. Joseph sees now with his own eyes, holds in his own hands, the one the angel spoke about. Certainly inspiring a reverent joy. It must have filled the heart of this righteous man as he encountered such a holy and divine event. There was joy the first Christmas morning. Joy is part of Christmas. The angels and the shepherds and Mary and Joseph. And then some years later, even the wise men. Do you remember their story? They came on the scene a couple of years later. But they had what we can call an extravagant Joy. They worshiped Jesus, and when they found Him, they bowed and presented Him their gifts. You know, the, the, the magi, the wise men, they were the um, intelligentsia of their day. They were the academics of the day. And they're usually not the expressive type. I mean, they're usually a bit more calm and deliberate and proper. But when these men found the Savior, the Bible tells us, they did not hesitate from expressing their joy in worshiping God's Son. They followed the star a mighty long way, but it was worth every step of the journey. Matthew's Gospel, the second chapter, verses 10 and 11, explains or tells us about when these wise men finally came to the Christ child. The Bible says when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house and they saw the young child with Mary's mother, they fell down and they worshipped him. And they gave him the treasures of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And you know, friend, when a person truly finds the Savior, when the reality, not just a religion, not just something for someone else, but when the reality becomes personal of sins forgiven, burdens lifted, the grace and Spirit of God imparted, the proper response, the only real response to the one that genuinely receives this is a joy and a peace that fills one's heart and a praise And a thanksgiving that overflows for one's life. There is no other response when it's real. Lastly, we've talked about the angels had joy. Let there be joy. The angels rejoiced that night. The shepherds rejoiced that God had remembered them and cared for them. It was Mary that rejoiced for she knew indeed. The one that she carried and gave birth to. He was the Savior of the world. He was the one that would come and his kingdom would never end. And Joseph, of course, with such reverence and awestruck, there was a joy in his heart as he held in his hand the one that the angel spoke about. You've got to give him this name, Jesus, because it will describe who he is and what he came to do, because he came to save. And what an awestruck joy filled that righteous man's heart. But then the wise men, in extravagant joy, they had followed the star, because they had heard a king had been born. And when they saw him, the only natural response, they bowed, they worshiped, and they gave their very best. Joy to the world. Now, joy to you and me. Because, you know, the text that we read when we began had these simple words. Do not be afraid, the angel said. For I come to bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. All the people. That means you. And that means me. Beyond shepherds and angels. Beyond wise men and carpenters. Jesus is for everybody. Jesus is for you and Jesus is for me. It's a good thing He is because we all need a Savior. It's a good thing He is accessible to whoever recognizes their need and is willing to reach out to Him. Because we all need what only Jesus can bring. Jesus is for everyone. Whosoever will receive him, God will freely lavish on you the gift of eternal life. Let there be joy, for the Savior has come and he has completed his work and he's made it possible for sinners like you and like me to be forgiven, to be made right and to possess eternal life. Can somebody say amen If you haven't received Christ, I encourage you to do so. Do it. Respond to what God's done for you. Respond and embrace what Jesus Christ and Jesus alone offers you. Don't rob yourself of this salvation, of this assurance, and of this joy. It's not just a joy on a Sunday, but it's a joy that will be with you every day. Just like the Savior. Now for the rest of us, chances are this Christmas season we're we're not going to hear angels sing in the skies or see stars that are dazzling in a special way. But the joy of Jesus' birth should still thrill our hearts as we remember and worship the Son of God who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let us as Christians count our blessings, meditate on God's goodness, and express our praise and our thanksgiving to God and to those that don't know God. Let us sing for joy and share with others what God has done for us. Let us rejoice for all that Christ has done. For we are a most blessed people. Can you say amen? Now, as we have our final song and our final prayer, if anybody would like special prayer as we sing, please come down and we're more than happy to pray with you and we invite you, whatever your need might be, to let the Lord touch you and let the Lord minister to you. But first, if everybody would just bow your hearts now, close our eyes and bow our hearts and we just keep this, this simple If you're here and you've never really received Jesus. You've never given Him your life. You've maybe been religious. You've heard about it. But you've never personally said, Jesus, come into my life. I'm putting my faith in you and I'm going to serve you. If you don't know what it is to have the joy that your sins, no matter what they were, are forgiven, forgotten by God, the joy of knowing God will be with you the joy of knowing that heaven is your home. If you don't know that, or maybe you're here this morning and you lost that joy somewhere along the way. It used to be fresh and it used to be real. And you used to sing songs from the depths of your heart expressing your thanks and honor, but somehow it's no longer... If you're lacking the joy of salvation, the joy of fellowship and closeness with God. and I'm not going to ask you to come up. I'm just going to ask you simply... If you want my prayer and you just want to make a fresh devotion to the Lord. If you would just raise your hands while everyone else is closing their eyes. I want to pray a prayer with you. If there's anyone here today, we sing about joy. But if you would say, preacher, I I don't really know if my sins are forgiven. I don't have the joy that knows heaven will be my home. I don't have the joy that really knows my life is right with a holy God and you'd like that would you just wave at me eyes aren't what they used to be so wave good amen 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 now if everybody would stand let's stand and pray and let's close in prayer and then sing our final song and if you need a prayer please come down Father we thank you for the joy that is real the joy that is lasting. The joy that is eternal. The joy that comes from becoming a new creature, being born from above. The joy that comes from knowing Jesus personally and serving Him sincerely. Thank you for the blessing of salvation now, Lord Jesus. I ask you to receive our lives afresh. Receive our efforts and our praise. Lord, bless your dear ones as they go through this Christmas season. Help us, Lord, to stay focused on those things that really matter. Help us, Lord, to take every opportunity like the shepherds to tell the story, to share with others the great things God has done for us and we have experienced. Let this be a time of your peace, of your joy. Let this be a time of offering you our gifts of thanksgiving and honor. And let this be a time where you use our lives to touch our world for the glory of our God. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, let's sing this song one time through. Before we go, if you need prayer, the altar is open for you.